You know when you're a little kid and you have to sit at the kids' table, and at the time it feels like a punishment for being young and small and kind of a messy eater? But then you grow up and you actually get to sit with the adults and hear them gossip, and you're like, just kidding. Can I go back and sit with my cousin Alex and the gurgly baby at the kids' table and eat my finger food in peace? Well, you're in luck, because in today's episode, we're going to be going back to the kids' table with some delicious facts about picky eaters, taste buds, kids' menus, and more. So put on your bibs, know-it-alls, because it's time to dig in. Hi, my name is Bella, and you might know me as Jay is from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast, Know-It-All. And each episode, I'm going to help you become a know-it-all about something new. Here we go. So if you've been following me for a while, you might know that I'm one of 11 kids. Did you catch that? 11 kids. Crazy, right? As one of the oldest in my family, I help take care of my younger siblings. And I don't know if you ever negotiated with a three-year-old about eating all their green beans, but it is intense. So I was excited to check out the new kids menu episode of Ugly Delicious on Netflix to see if I could pick up any tricks. And what do you know? It wound up sending me down a good old-fashioned JS internet rabbit hole. Of course, I'm going to teach you what I've learned. But first, let me give you a quick rundown of Ugly Delicious for those who haven't seen it. And you should. Ugly Delicious is a docu-style look at the life and work of James Beard award-winning chef David Chang. Each episode tackles a different genre of food, from pizza to tacos to fried rice. An episode from the latest season takes us to the kids' table because, surprise, David's wife Grace is pregnant with their first kid. Yeah. boy. We'll look out, David and Grace, because one minute you got a little baby in a high chair, and the next minute you got a little person in a backpack heading off to school. Just ask my parents. And the importance of what they eat at school goes beyond health, because the food quality at school lunches has been linked to higher academic achievement, especially on standardized tests. Unfortunately, school lunch programs get a bad rap, and a lot of times, that's well-deserved. The people that need to be fed the best are fed the worst. But there are some people at the top of the food world trying really hard to change that like Michelin star chef Dan Giusti, who's featured in the kids' menu episode of Ugly Delicious. He left his job at one of the world's top restaurants to help perform school lunches for the better, which begs the question, who do I talk to about getting a Michelin star chef at my college? What does a third grader want to eat? Probably nothing that you've ever cooked. (laughs) The thing is, making kids food that they actually want to eat is harder than it seems, even for the best chefs in the business. So why are kids such picky eaters? Wow, what a good rhetorical question, Bella. I'm so glad you asked. There are many different reasons why kids develop picky eating habits. Everything from personality traits like stubbornness, not being exposed to a wide variety of foods in early childhood, having controlling parents, if your mom is a picky eater, being an only child, the list goes on and on. Or you can just chalk it up to kids being kids. Psychologist Lee Gibson told NBC News that it's important to remember that fussy or picky eating is normal in young kids. And overreacting or trying to discourage picky eating tends to be counterproductive. If I decide to pick a fight with him and try to force him to eat, I'm going to lose this battle. So we're better off just bring the food down. And if he says, I don't eat this, we just ignore it. And eventually he'll eat it. Sociologist and author Dina Rose says that oftentimes picky eating habits aren't even about food. It's actually a power struggle for control. Because food is one of the only means kids have to assert themselves. But kids are tricky. You got to treat each one like they're their own person. Just can't, you know, put everybody in a box. So what makes food appeal to kids? Well, the simple answer is make it salty, sweet, or fatty. And that comes down to biology. Humans are born preferring salty and sweet. And if those tastes are in foods, most kids are going to be very attracted to them, research psychologist Leanne Birch told NPR. But Birch has been researching why kids eat what they eat for over four decades. And she says parents should actually expect their kids to reject new foods at first. That tendency is called neophobia. Word alert. 
All right, know-it-alls, we're about to get a little bit smarter because I just got a word alert. If you just heard neophobia and you were like, okay, wow, I'm a little embarrassed. I've never heard that word before. Join the club. Me too. So what does neophobia mean exactly? Well, the dictionary says that it's an extreme or irrational fear or dislike of anything new, novel, or unfamiliar, which means basically it's a built-in negative response to things you've never tried before. But you gotta try new things, people. I used to hate fish, but now I wish I could eat sushi every day. I mean, how do you expect to fall in love or learn or grow or become a better person if you don't try new things? Okay, end rant. Neophobia is why when babies first start eating solids, you're not supposed to ditch a new food just because they don't like it immediately. According to parents.com, they may need to try a new food up to 10 times before accepting it. So offer it again several days later or mix it in with something you know he or she likes. Experts say that exposing kids to different flavors like sour, bitter, and spicy will typically help them learn to eat a wide variety of foods. Yay, we can still turn this ship around for young taste buds. Speaking of taste buds, we have these little guys to thank for knowing which foods we like and which ones we don't. Taste buds are small bundles of cells that cover your tongue and send taste signals to your brain through your nerves. They're what give food its meaning to us, beyond just the fuel that keeps us alive. Did you know that you're born with 9,000 taste buds and they regenerate every one to two weeks, but as you age, you actually lose your sense of taste? That's because older taste buds aren't as good at regenerating after injury, like burning your tongue on a hot slice of pizza. (laughs) Plus, older people tend to take more medications, and some medications can interfere with taste. Women usually start to experience a dulled sense of taste in their 50s and men in their 60s. Ear, nose, and throat doctor Stephen Parnes told NPR, you lose all your senses as you get older, except hopefully not your sense of humor. So what are the most popular foods to young taste buds? Again, great question, Bella. If I were going to guess based on my own childhood, I would have to say that there's one clear winner. Chicken tendies! Okay, calm down, buddy. I get it. Kids love chicken tendies, chicken tenders, chicken nuggets, whatever you want to call them. Chicken tenders! Oh man, people go nuts for chicken nuggets, so it'll come as no surprise that the number one food on the kids' menu is... That's right. Chicken tenders dominate the kids' menu at the number one spot with 19%, a whopping 10% higher than the number two item on the kids' menu, burgers. Chicken tenders are so popular, there are multiple Baby Yoda memes dedicated to the delicacy. Both kids and Star Wars characters can't be wrong about chicken nuggets. They are the best. Case closed. But while we're on the topic of the kids' menu, there are literally think pieces on the internet dedicated to taking down kids' menus, including one by Joshua David Stein in Fatherly that alleges children's menus are ruining children, menus, and probably America. Stein says the kids' menu is an ex post facto justification for parental laziness and panic. Damn, Mr. Stein, you better take off your boxing gloves at the kids' table, or the chicken tendy army is going to come after you. I actually feel sorry for Mr. Stein. He's probably just jealous that he can't eat off the kids' menu, so he's trying to ruin it for everybody who can. Because even though McDonald's will let anybody order a Happy Meal, many full-service restaurants limit their kids' menus to 12 and under. Ever wonder why? Well, marketing expert Kendall Goodrich told Business Insider it's because kids' menu items are typically underpriced to get their parents and families in the door of the restaurant. Goodrich says, if someone has small kids, you get the kid in at a lower price, and what they're hoping is that you get the adults to pay full price. But if everyone ordered off the kids' menu, they wouldn't make any money. And you know what's funny? McDonald's didn't even invent the Happy Meal, even though that's a huge part of their brand identity. According to Business Insider, a now-defunct chain called Burger Chef was the first fast food meal to bundle burgers with a dessert and a toy in their fun meal in 1973. But the famous pairing of crayons with kids' menus originated even earlier in the 1930s with the advent of both crayons and coloring books. Eater reports that early adopters of the kids' menu included department stores like New York's Waldorf Astoria. 
and then restaurants like the Colony Kitchen and New Haven Railroad added the coloring book element soon after. Okay, we made it. I just taught you a bunch of facts about the taste buds and chicken tenders, and oh my god, I'm starving. We need to wrap this up before I eat the microphone. But this has been a fun episode. I don't know about you, but I learned a lot, and I think we all deserve dessert. And I definitely want to know what you think about this episode. So hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at OnlyJS or Twitter at NotJS and let me know what your favorite food was when you were a kid. And don't forget to smash those five stars. Rating and reviewing this podcast helps other listeners find me. Curious what the next episode of Know It All will be about? I'll give you a hint. What has a lot of power, but you don't have to plug it in? Think you know the answer? Leave a comment on social and I'll give a shout out to somebody who gets the right answer in the next episode. All right, know-it-alls, join me again in two weeks for another episode of Know-It-All. See you then. No, hear you then? Wait, that's not right. You'll hear me then. Whatever, we'll get it right next time.